Welcome to the Momming with Jesus podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Hargrove. On this show, I help moms discover Jesus in their motherhood. I hope this show encourages you in your mom journey. Enjoy the message. So the message title is It's Not Working. It's not working. And so I want to ask you, how many times have you faced a situation where you just stop and you say, okay, this is just not working. You know, maybe for you, you've tried everything and you're ready to throw your hands up. Maybe there's many different examples and many different life scenarios we're all facing. Maybe for you, you're just tired and straight up frustrated. Maybe you've tried everything to save your marriage. Maybe you've done all the counseling, the books, the long conversations. Maybe you shed many tears and made many compromises, but it seems that it's not working. Maybe for you, you've tried everything to help your child, maybe with some learning challenges, behavioral issues, or health concerns, and you're not seeing any progress. Maybe you've tried every new formula, a different sleep sack every night. Maybe you tried rocking, bouncing, swaying, white noise, ocean sounds, and yet your baby still won't sleep through the night and you're exhausted. Maybe you've tried anything and everything to stop drinking or abusing these substances that truly numb the pain that no one else sees inside, but you don't want to numb it anymore. Maybe you just can't seem to break free, uh, break free, and it has a hold on you. Or maybe you've tried every medicine, seen every therapist, read every book, tried every natural route, but you're still stuck in a pit of depression and anxiety, and it's starting to get a little too dark. Or maybe you're just trying to be a better mom than the one that you experienced growing up. Maybe you're trying to break the generational curses and habits and destructive behaviors that you learned, but it's hard to break through those walls. And sometimes you wonder if you can be the mom that you so desperately want to be. And maybe it's just all feels like it's not working and you don't know where to go from here. You're trying your best and some days it just feels like it's not enough. Well, I really strongly believe that today that God wants to give you a word of encouragement to try one more time. And this time, solely relying on the power of Jesus. And I want to get a, give a disclaimer, though, as we go on with this message. I'm not promising. I'm not telling you or promising that God right now today is going to give you instant results because of this message. No, but what I'm simply sharing is the power of not giving up and trusting in Jesus and your particular situations. And I felt this heavy on my heart to share this message with you as I thought about the concept. Many, many, many stories of the Bible came to mind. I was thinking about this concept of feeling frustrated and stuck and nothing working, at least it seems. And all of these stories started flooding into my mind in the Bible about these same scenarios coming through. Many godly people experiencing those same feelings, but yet their stories each and every time God came through. And I truly believe he's going to come through for you. He is. So today we're going to talk about three points. And the first one is don't give up just yet. The second one is ask, seek, knock. And the last one is reach out to him, reach out to him. So let's go into our first point guys. And let's talk about don't give up just yet. 
Okay. I'm going to start with this, this, uh, very short story in John, which is the first one that came to mind. And it says, Simon, Peter said, so Peter said, I'm going fishing. The disciples said, we'll come too." So they went out in the boat, but they caught nothing all night. At dawn, Jesus was standing on the beach, but the disciples couldn't see who he was. And he called out, fellas, have you caught any fish? No, they replied. Then he said, throw out your net on the right side of the boat and you'll get some. So they did. And they couldn't haul in the net because there were so many fish in it. That seems like a quick little short story, but let's really think about this. How many times have you been working all night? Maybe that night isn't genuinely night. Maybe you do have a night shift, but all night in the dark, tired, alone, and just hoping that something will come out of all of the hard work you've been putting in. Imagine being in Peter's position. He's out on the boat all night. It's wet, it's cold, and he's just waiting and hoping to catch some fish. He has done all that he could do. All that he could do was get in the boat, take it out, throw the net, and then he had to wait, hoping that something would come out of what he has done. This is how he made his living. And imagine the sun starts to rise, and he looks, and he has nothing to show for his sleepless night. Imagine how tired and frustrated he is. He knows how to fish, but the odds were not in his favor and there was simply no fish. He feels like a failure and just defeated. And to me, when I thought of this story, this might sound funny, but I was like, this kind of sounds like sales to me. <laughs> sales is a rough field to be in. And if you're in it props, because it is a very profitable one, but it is really hard. So if you're in it, you got this, right? And I remember for a season, my husband was in sales for a while. And the truth is, is he's really good at it. Like he is, he is that guy that you put him in sales and he's good at it. Right. But there would be days he felt on top of the world when he made sales, he felt accomplished and he knew I'm bringing home provision for my family. And I feel confident. I feel good. And there's other days that he would work just as hard, do everything the right way, and come home feeling so defeated because he had nothing to show for a full day of work just because that's how sales can be. It can be so discouraging and easily cause you to consider reasons to give up. But we're not talking about sales today or fish. We're talking about your situation. What boat are you in? What net are you putting down? What are you trying to catch today? And imagine that you're at the point of giving up today and Jesus walks on your shore and says, throw out your net one more time. What if he said, I knew you were about to give up, but don't do it one more time. What would you tell him? Would you say, Jesus, heck no, man, I'm tired. <laughs> There's obviously no fish. Look, I'm looking with my eyes and what I see is there are no fish and I am just tired. I am over it. I'm done. If it didn't work just a minute ago, it's not going to work now, right? Or are you going to trust Jesus in that instant like Peter? No questions asked, just like Peter, and simply obey him. Look at Peter's act of obedience. Look, it caused him to have so many fish in an instant that he could not even haul in. 
when Jesus speaks into your situation, it can all happen in an instant compared to the labor and toil that you gave all night. Doesn't that sound nice? Again, I'm not promising instant results today or instant answered prayers, but this story is a very powerful story to really lean in and learn from. I believe God is wanting to tell us today that it's time to stop isolating and controlling our situations with our own wisdom. It's time to listen to that quiet and still voice in the middle of our situation and obey his leading. I want to encourage you today to not give up on yourself, on your motherhood, your education, your marriage, your sobriety, your mental health, your family, your anything. And I encourage you to let down your net just one more time. But I'm wondering if you're willing to do that. And I'm going to end these two, uh, this, this first point with these two scriptures in Luke 16. It says, then Jesus told this story. A man planted a fig tree in his garden and came again and again to see if there was any fruit on it. But he was always disappointed. Finally, he said to his gardener, I've waited three years and there hasn't been a single fig. Cut it down. It's taken up space in this garden. And the gardener answered, sir, give it one more chance. Leave it another year and I'll give it special attention and plenty of fertilizer. If we get figs next year, fine. If not, then you can cut it down. What did I learn from this verse? It's like so many times we see something, we're praying for something, we're trying, but there's no results, no answer prayers. The pounds aren't coming off, right? The kids aren't acting right. Our marriage is this or this or this or this, all this stuff, nothing's happening. But when I read this verse, it's like, man, we so easily want to throw in the towel sometimes. But what if Jesus says, just give it one more year, give your marriage one more chance, give that job one more year. And let me show you what I can do with that. What if next year, what if this is the year that you are building something great and all you see right now are the pillars and the drywall. I don't know what else they put in, right? Like all the stuff that they need, the bricks, you're not seeing the full picture, but what if at the end of this year, because you didn't give up, you see what you built. And in Galatians 6, 9, it says, so let's not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. So what is my point, guys? Don't give up. I don't know what it is you're working towards, but don't give up. So let's move on to our next point. And that one is ask, seek, knock. Okay, ask, seek, knock. In Matthew 7, 7 through 11, it says, keep on asking and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks, receives. Everyone who seeks, finds. And everyone who knocks, the door will be open. You parents, okay, he's talking to us. If your children ask for a loaf of bread, do you give him a stone instead? Or if they ask for a fish, do you give them a snake? Of course not. So if you're sinful, if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly father give good gifts to those who ask him? You may have heard this verse before, ask, seek, not, but have you ever heard the other part of it where he's literally addressing parents like, hey, you know how to give good gifts. How much more will I do that for you? He's trying to show us that he is a good father who loves to answer our prayers and give us the things that we are asking for according to his will. 
sometimes we find ourselves stuck in a situation, but we may not realize that we never really asked God to help or to intervene. And we may think we did, but a lot of times, maybe we just had a passing thought, like you're going through stuff. God, will you help me? In your mind, in your thought. But have you stopped and truly prayed, asked, see, not? But look at this verse. It says, keep on asking. Our faith should be persistent, ongoing, constant, a daily action to seek God and ask for his help. This verse comes with a promise and it says, everyone. Did you remember that? It says, everyone who asks, receives, seeks, finds, and knocks, and the door will be open. Everyone. If the situation you face truly matters, won't you keep on asking and seeking and knocking? Sometimes the things we face are heavy and you know what? They can be paralyzing sometimes, right? We don't even feel like praying because we feel so tired from it all. And I get that because I have been there where I feel like I can't even utter words of prayer, but at the same time, I'm desperately yearning for something. I've been in those situations where what I need to do is pray, but I can't bring myself to it. But doesn't that sound like an easy plan of the enemy? He knows the power of our prayers. They're more powerful than even we realize. He knows that God's promise is to answer us when we call out to him. So if he can convince us that it's not worth it, that God won't come through, and that we're just too tired to, don't you think he will? And it's kind of like too easy of a plan. And so many times we let him win. But I encourage you to not let him win so easy. Why? Because he's stupid. Okay? I encourage you to raise your tired face and lift up your tired hands and push through it all and call out to God anyways. I encourage you to cry out to God and ask him what you need, whether it is a saved marriage, a restored relationship with your long lost children, a promotion, financial increase because you need your bills paid. God help me. Maybe it's healing in your body. Maybe it's the ability to conceive a child. Maybe it's breakthrough of some sort, whatever it is, take it serious. And I encourage you to ask, seek, and knock. There is a promise behind these faith actions and God will come through. In Matthew 6, 33, it says, so don't worry about these things saying, what will we eat and what will we drink? What will we wear? These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. But your heavenly father already knows your needs. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously. And he will give you everything you need. I love ending this point on this verse because we're talking about asking and seeking and knocking and how God wants to answer and he wants to give us good gifts and, and help us. But I love how this verse says, yeah, he will. But first seek him first. Live righteously, meaning live right, like live to honor God to the best of your ability. He didn't say perfect, but the closer you are to God and you allow him in heart, the more and more you live to please him, right? So he says, seek our, my kingdom first, live righteously, and then I will give you everything you need. So when we are asking and praying and seeking, let's make sure that we're not just seeking what the creator can give us, but seeking the creator himself. Let's make sure that we don't have it twisted and that we're putting him before all else. And you will see that everything else you need will just fall into place as you trust in God.
And so let's end on our last point, and that is reach out to him. Reach out to him. In Mark 5, 24 through 29, another story that came to mind as I was thinking about this topic of when things don't work, right? And it says this, Jesus went with him and all the people followed. So Jesus is walking in this crowd, crowding him all around him. A woman in the crowd had suffered for 12 years with constant bleeding. She had suffered a great deal from many doctors. And over the years, she had spent everything she had to pay them, but she had gotten no better. In fact, she got worse. She had heard about Jesus. So she came up behind him through the crowd and touched his robe. For she thought to herself, if I can just touch his robe, I will be healed. Immediately, the bleeding stopped. And she could feel in her body that she had been healed of her terrible condition. Sometimes we're afraid to reach out to God. And you might think, what will others think? Maybe they'll judge me for the issue that brought me to Jesus. I don't want to go to church or maybe Jesus will reject me or even embarrass me. What if I believe in faith and nothing happens? What if I'm too much of a sinner, undeserving and an outcast? What if dot, dot, dot. We all have these thoughts and fears and sometimes, and unfortunately, there are many times that these doubts stop us from doing the very thing that will bring our breakthrough. And that is reaching out to Jesus. We settle for the issues because we're embarrassed to ask him for help. Because asking him for help requires humility and surrender. And many of us feel uncomfortable at the thought of humbling ourselves enough to reach out. But this lady in this story was at her wit's end. She literally tried everything. She spent all of her money. She went to every doctor. She probably used every single essential oil. Okay. She probably burned sage. She probably prayed to the stars. She probably read her horoscope. She probably bought crystals and she probably even pushed God away from a time until one day she realized that all along it was Jesus who held the power to set her free. She became so desperate for her healing that she was willing to humble herself to the point of crawling on the dirt road. I mean, do you get this imagery in your head? There's crowds all around. She wasn't walking up to Jesus. She was crawling in the dirt in the middle of this huge crowd. And she didn't stand up and say, Jesus, can you heal me? Can you pray for me? She simply reached out to touch the hem of his robe, believing that that was enough power to receive her healing. She believed at this point so much power that there was so much in his power that even his robe carry his power, that if she touched it, it would be enough. And Jesus, knowing everything, felt the power leave him. He could have carried on. He could have felt that and just continued walking. But you know what? Instead, he cared about the individual. He cared about the woman. And he was curious. And he said, who was that? He didn't just care like, okay, yeah, I'm healing everyone. Like my power's going out. I don't care. No, he was like, I felt it. Who is that? I want to know who this woman is because I care. And she sh he, she stood up in fear. And the, the rest of the story goes on that she stood up and she was afraid. She didn't know what to expect. And he told her, go in peace. Your faith has made you well. 
in that moment, she was finally seen and understood and heard and accepted and dearly loved by the, by the one who healed her, Jesus himself. So if you are at the same point as this woman, I truly believe that it's time to just reach out to him. It's time to let all your fears aside, all your embarrassment, all your, your worries, all the what ifs. I don't know. Believe it. Get on your knees. Be willing to humble yourself because he cares about you. He knows your name and you are his and his power has the ability to change your situation, whatever that situation looks like. But are you willing to reach out? He is waiting for you to embrace you, to love you, to save you, and to redeem every and any situation because nothing is impossible for him. And so today we talked about when things just aren't working. We talked about the powerful truth that we should just not give up yet. Just like Peter worked all night and Jesus says, throw your net one more time. And then we talked about the power of asking and seeking and knocking and how there is promises in that verse that he will come through. And we ended about the powerful story of reaching out to him, just like the woman who reached out to him and her desperation and how he healed her. I truly believe that he wants to turn your situation around. And so if you're listening to this word today and you're saying, you know what, like this really hit. And I feel like that woman that I've been afraid to just come to Jesus. I've been afraid to reach out. What are people going to think? I don't know how to do this Christian thing, but all I do know is I'm realizing Jesus is the answer. Like everything else hasn't worked, but Jesus is the one my soul inwardly has been searching for and looking for. And I think that's the first step. I need to look up at him and invite him into my heart. And if that's you, I want to pray for you. And I encourage you later to have a moment, just you and Jesus of accepting him in your heart, crying out to him and allowing him to be your Lord and your savior, because that's the best decision you can literally ever make. And for me, I made that decision in 2008 and my life has literally never been the same. I'm not saying it's been perfect. It's been far from perfect, but there is nothing like living your life with the savior of the world. He is on your side and he has redeemed my life from destruction. I believe that he will do that for you. So God, I pray for every woman listening to this word, to your message, God, that you would just show her, God, that you are right there, that you are real, that you care about the individual, that you care about her, you know her by name, you see her, you knit her together in her mother's womb, you have a purpose and a place for her in this world, God, that you have chosen her for such a time as this and even to be the mother to the children you've entrusted her. And I just pray that you give her courage to look up at you, to reach out to you. And I pray, God, that you would intervene in her situation, whatever it is, only you know, and that you would turn it around that you would bring miracles, that you would bring healing, that you would bring hope, that you would bring purpose, God. And I ask you, Lord, that you'd be the savior to all of our souls and that be the Lord of our life, that you'd forgive us for all of our sins, God, and make us new, fill us with your Holy Spirit and give us the desire to live a life that honors you, God, because at the end of it all, we want to be with you in eternity. In Jesus' name, amen. 
I hope you found encouragement today. I'd love to connect with you. You can find me by following Lauren A. Hargrove on Instagram or Facebook. And before you go, can you do me a favor and leave a rating and review for this show? I would greatly appreciate it. And it would help other moms better find the show too. With that, thank you for being a part of our community today. And until next time. Thank you.